Welcome. Here we are again traveling Highway 89, Utah's most scenic musical byway. We're live this hour in our studios at Classical 89, KBYU FM 89, and Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm your host, Judith Olawson-Turney. This time we're meeting the University of Utah Clarinet Quartet. They're a unique chamber group consisting of some of the best graduate and undergraduate clarinetists from the University of Utah School of Music in Salt Lake City. They're a busy ensemble, and we're privileged today to have them as our guests this hour. In a couple of months, they'll be performing at the Clarinet Fest in Lincoln, Nebraska. And this is an international gathering of like musicians, and to be invited is a great honor and a compliment to their work. The fact is, they are undoubtedly some of the busiest student performers around regularly performing and competing, most recently winning third place in the first annual Utah Chamber Music Competition, then performing subsequently at the Winner's Concert, as well as participating in Donald Oler's Master Class at Utah's Clarinet Festival. Our performers are Henry Caceres, I think it's Caceres, who plays B-flat and E-flat clarinet, Nick Morandi, bass clarinetist, Katuska Marin and Milagro McGee playing B-flat clarinet, and Henry and Katuska are Chilean-born and are husband and wife. Nick is a native Salt Lake Cityan, and Milagro is a California girl. Let's hear their first selection, composed by the ingenious and versatile composer Jose Barros whose 800 songs ran the gamut of such musical styles as merengue, bolero, and tango. This will be a treat for us to hear. Navidad Negra, arranged by Hernán Darío Gutiérrez, the University of Utah Clarinet Quartet. <laughs> Thank you. 
We've heard Navidad Negra by Jose Barros, performed by the University of Utah Clarinet Quartet. You're listening to a live performance on KBYU-FM, Highway 89, and I'm Judith Olasson-Turney. Let's chat a little bit with Henry Caceres. Did I say it right? Yeah, almost. Caceres. (laughs) After the second try. Yes. (laughs) How did your quartet get started, and how long have you been together? Well, the quartet was an idea that we had in the for just graduate students. We wanted to have it like a, a official group from the University of Utah School of Music, but we are still trying to do that. We had to build that thing, that resume. And didn't work with just graduate students, so we look um, Nick and Milagra and we are working like a, a maybe one year, and we already had um, good competitions, recordings, and we have been playing around Salt Lake City and with very good answer from the audience. Do you spend a lot of your time rehearsing? I imagine so. Yes, yeah. They sometimes get uh, very concerned because I, I like to practice a lot, like three hours, and then they got agreed, okay, one hour, hour and a half, and then we said, okay, from here to Nebraska, we are going to practice two hours each day. Sounds like a good regimen. Yes. Yeah. Um, there seems to be a great camaraderie, camaraderie among all of you. That is, you all work together so really well. You have that characteristic instinct to, um, to blend well as an ensemble, as a group. How do you think that occurs? Is it because you're in some way related to at least one of the members of the group? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we are the half percent. (laughs) So one way and they have to follow us. No. (laughs) Um, Well, we are very friends in in the studio, the clarinet studio. And um, yeah, that helps us a lot. To, to practice, to, to get together and everything, to improve a lot. You know, the clarinetists that I know best are people like Benny Goodman, yeah. Woody Allen. Yes. Do you, do you, are you inspired by these people? Oh, no, bit? not me. Maybe <laughs> some of the other clarinetists, but not me. Well, maybe it's a different, whole different style of music. Then. Yeah, it's American. a different style, mm-hmm. but we sometimes have to perform that kind of style, mm-hmm. but it's okay. Great. Thanks so much, Henry. Our next musical treat features four types of Venezuelan dances in this popular piece by Jorge Montilla, one of the world's best E-flat clarinetists, I'm told. It's called Four for Four, and... This will be played by our guest performers, the University of Utah Clarinet Quartet. And here it is, four for four. Thank you. 
That was Jorge Montilla's spirited and playful Four for Four, played by our clarinet quartet from the University of Utah. And we are listening to them live on Highway 89, KBYU-FM, and Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. And I'm Judith olawson Turney. Nick Morandi, on your website, you have posted an intriguing title, <coughs> which we must talk about it's we called must. Musical Terrorism. <laughs> yes. A Musician's Mind. Well, you are the group's uh, bass clarinetist, mm -hmm. so you have a chance to expound on that <laughs> and to explain yourself. Um, Tell us what it means and why it's on your website. Well, I'm a composer as well as a performer, so um, sometimes things get stuck in my head. You've heard of an earworm. Well, I have that to the nth degree. It's a little bit worse than everybody's average everyday piece of song that they get stuck in their head. Sometimes, you know, a phrase, like a four-bar phrase, will be stuck in my head for hours at a time or, you know, a whole song in the correct key with all the right instruments playing. I can hear that all going on in my head even when I don't want to. So it can be a little frustrating to deal with sometimes when I need to focus on something in silence. <laughs> in my field, it's called the actor's nightmare. Mm. <laughs> uh, you also identify yourself as composer, clarinetist, and superhero. Superhero, yeah. <laughs> That's a little um, marketing, I guess, oh, I see. <laughs> on my part. I was going to ask you, uh, is that... Yeah, I don't actually uh, patrol the streets of Salt Lake City at night, but that would be fun. <laughs> I should think about it. Well, as a composer, you've composed a piece that was performed by the University of Utah's Wind Ensemble a few months ago. 
entitled Mountain City. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, well, I've been wanting, I'd been wanting to write a piece for the Wind Ensemble for a couple of years. And uh, last year, in 2011, um, another composer at the school, Jamie Rankin, had a piece performed by the Wind Ensemble. And she approached uh, Professor Scott Hagen, who's the director of bands and the conductor of the Wind Ensemble. And he said he would be willing to read it, at least, and maybe give a performance, he said, if he liked it. Uh, and he liked it, and we ended up playing it. And I played um, clarinet on that in that piece because I was a member of the Wind Ensemble there. And um, so I felt pretty confident in asking Scott uh, if they would be willing to perform a piece that I wrote. And he said yes. And I started it in March of 2011, and I finished it in March of 2012. If that gives you any idea of uh, how hard it was. <laughs> but um, Mountain City... It kind of reflects Salt Lake as, you know, the place I was born and have lived all my life. Um, it's both rural and urban. So the music has um, hints of um, folk music in it, as well as uh, very dissonant jazz and um, like more modern music in it. So it's kind of a culmination of all my work as a composer so far, and it was... It was really gratifying to hear it performed because I sat in the audience for that piece. I didn't perform. Um, it was really gratifying to hear the rehearsals and be able to tell them, you know, this needs to be louder, that needs to be softer, uh, articulate this that way instead of how you're doing it, and then hear them actually care. The wind ensemble is very um, generous um, with their attention, and Scott was very generous with his time. And they, when they performed it, it was really... Um, really satisfying. So they performed it right. They sure did. Good. And you can hear the recording on my website, nickmorandi.com. That's N-I-C-K-M-O-R-A-N-D-I.com. Great. We'll do that. Uh, thanks to our superhero of the day, Nick. Now, <clears throat> let's hear the ensemble play their next selection, composed by Astor Piazzolla and adapted by Bruce Edwards from a transcription for saxophone quartet, but our clarinet quartet will now play for us Histoire du Tango for Clarinet Quartet. Thank you. 
That was Histoire du Tango for Clarinet Quartet, played by our guest artists from the University of Utah in our studios live, not more than six feet away from me. This is Highway 89 on Classical 89.1 and Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. And I'm Judith Olasson-Turney, happy to be listening to these exciting musicians, one of whom is Milagra McGee. She plays the B-flat clarinet in our quartet. She also plays a completely different style of music with the Milagra McGee Quartet. Obviously, an ensemble she has a lot to do with in its organization. Can you tell us a little bit about that, um, Milagra? Yeah, um, to be honest, it wasn't quite my idea. It was a friend of mine, and even then, he was a friend of my sister's. My sister came up to me one day and said, hey, there's this guy I work with. His name's Chris Stilling, and he um, wants to cover some Streetlight Manifesto songs, which if you don't know that band, it's, it's ska. It's not, it's not jazz. It's totally different. I mean, elements of jazz are incorporated, but it's different. Um, and I said, well, that would be awesome. So I got together with him. We talked about it, and we got a pianist whose name is Jake. And we started um, doing a little bit of that, and then one day I said, I don't know, what if we try some jazz? Because it's one of my favorite genres. So Jake happened to have written a kind of jazzy piece, and he said, okay, well, let's, get, you know, let's give this a try. Um, and we just started going, and it didn't really like have any set form or anything. It was kind of like a jam session. But I just started soloing on, on clarinet, um, and I, I mean, I've, I've soloed on sax before, but not really on clarinet. It was kind of hard at first. Um, and then, yeah, it just all came together. We got a bassist whose name is Alex, and now we're a quartet. Great. So you're a Woody Allen fan? <laughs> um, Wo- Woody Herman, yeah. And Woody Allen? Uh, yeah, and Woody Allen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Um, you sing, you scat, you play clarinet, and you write lyrics also. <laughs> I've been told that one of your favorite songs, I think, is based on a well-known poem. What would that be? Um, Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening by Robert Frost. Um, and Jake actually wrote that one, um, but it is my favorite. Um, he just took the, the poem and put it to music, and he said, I want you to sing this. And I said, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it'd be good. And he said, give it a try. So um, I did, and it turned out great. And somewhere in the middle of the song, and I had never done this before either, but I just started scatting. We finished the tune, and everyone was just like, we just, we didn't know you could do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Tell us about scat. That's a really intriguing name for some of us who might know what that is and others that might not. Um, it's just basically, I don't, nonsense syllables is the best way to mm-hmm. describe it. You just, you be as creative as possible and just say nonsense syllables just like you would be soloing on an instrument. So. So improvisationally, I guess. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, how... What, what would you call your group's sound, in quotes, sound? How, how would I call our, what, what would I call our sound? Mm-hmm. Um, can you elaborate a little bit? No, you can. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, um, it, we're kind of a mix between, I don't know, um, probably a little bit of swing, a little bit of bebop, and some of our own stuff. We, we um, I don't know, we just work a lot from our own lyrics and inspiration and incorporate that all into our sound. So would you say that there's no real standard repertoire for clarinet anymore? No. Mm-mm. That it's just no. whatever, free fall and 
whatever whatever style comes and feet and meets your fancy. You could say that, yeah. That's great. Well, I think we can go on and and hear the next number. And um, that next number is going to hear to, going to be the Largo Alfactotum from the Barber of Seville, composed by Gioacchino Rossini. Oh yes, it's the familiar sound even little kids watching cartoons can identify. And here it is.
that Vigoro. <laughs> that was the familiar and fun rendition of Largo al Factotum from the Barber of Seville by Rossini. You're listening to live performances by the University of Utah Clarinet Quartet on Classical 89 and Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Judith Olasen-Turney and I'm having a great time with this wonderful quartet. Katuska Marin. Did I say that right? Yes, it was Good. Right. The last time you were here with us, you <clears> talked <throat> about how busy you and your husband, Henry Caceres, were. <laughs> I don't suppose your lives are any different now than it was <laughs> then, and that things haven't yet slowed down for you at all. What, besides the quartet performances, keeps you so busy? Well, um, with Henry, we, we are students at the University of Utah, so doctoral students, and we have to split our time between practice, clarinet, um, classes, rehearsals with the different ensembles, for instance, the orchestra or the wind ensemble, and chamber groups and the clarinet quartet. Besides, uh, we always uh, go to different kind of seminars or festivals over the summer. So when, when we are done with the school, instead of just resting or stay at home. We, we just rest for a few weeks, and then we, we go back to practice. Busy, busy life. Always musicians. busy. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about the final number that you, you will be playing. Uh, I've been waiting with excitement to hear this one because I seem to remember in my younger years that uh, I heard this song sung by the fabulous singer and film star Carmen Miranda. Is that true? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I also remember a Walt Disney performance of it by Joe Carioca. I think he was. He was a parrot, an animated parrot, and Donald Duck, who sang it together. And the flute, actually, <clears throat> which played that, that wonderful tico-tico sound, was an umbrella that they played on. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that at all? I haven't seen that. Oh, I think you'd really but enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, I think you'd have a good time with that. The song is Tico Tico, and even that title has this wonderful ring to it. Why is this particular piece a part of your repertoire? Well, uh, we are very excited to be performing these pieces because we can, we can kind of uh, show and share with the audience and friends part of our Latin American culture. So we wanted to put together this repertoire in which we would include 
music from South America, Argentina, we have the tangos, Venezuela, we have the Jorge Montilla's piece, and also we, we couldn't leave Brazil out right. of this program, so we wanted to have one of the most popular and famous songs uh, in Brazil, so that is the reason we chose Tico Tico. It sounds like it would be perfectly suited to the clarinet sound. That's great. So here it is. Let us hear from this group, this wonderful group, Tico Tico. This is composed by Brazilian, if I can say it right, Zequinha de Abreu, arranged by Michel Magnani and performed by our guests, the University of Utah Clarinet Quartet. Tico Tico. <laughs> That was the spicy, shoulder-shaking Tico Tico for Clarinet Quartet, once again performed by our guest clarinetists from the University of Utah. You've heard it live on Highway 89, Classical 89.1, and Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Well, that unfortunately concludes another great musical trip down Highway 89. We covered a good portion of Latin America, a little bit of Italy, as the premier University of Utah Clarinet Quartet performed pieces by Jose Barros, Jorge Montilla, Zequeña de Abrio, 
uh, Astor Piazzolla and Rossini. Our talent this hour, <clears throat> this hour has been exciting and inspiring. A sincere thank you to Henry Caceres, Katuska Marin, Milagro McGee, and Nick Morandi for performing and introducing us to their brilliant renditions of these diverse selections. Highway 89 takes you to any number of musical destinations, every one of them musical and memorable. We always welcome comments and questions about our programming. For information about this show, simply email us at highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting. The recording engineer is Mark Waite, and the show's producer is Jackie Tatiishi. I'm Judith Olasen-Turney. Please join us again next time. <laughs>